Rampage Sports Bar. To Jack Wagon. Damn it, Gator. You're listening to Level and Gator live in the Man Cave. Man Cave Sports Talk. You're live in the Man Cave. Man Cave Sports Talk. Live in the Man Cave with Rebel and Gainer, Man Cave Sports Talk. And welcome to the show. Thursday night, March 13th, 2014. You're live in the Man Cave, home to old faces, new places, and NFL free agents. Of course, it's also home to the world-famous second annual Del Taco food-eating competition. We will dive into that in just a second. But before we do, we're live here in the Man Cave where if you have something on sports that's sports-related, you can find it on in here in one of six TVs. I'm Richard Lummo here with my co-host, Sean Gaynor. Sean, how are you feeling right now? I am stuffed to the rafters, Lemo. Man, what a delicious family dinner that we always have here on Thursday nights here in the beautiful man cave. But it was something special tonight. I'm a, I'm a little shameful. <laughs> I'm a little full. Uh, but this beer is helping my consciousness. We will get to that beer in just a second. You mentioned that you're full to the rafters. And in those rafters hangs yet another banner for the Lemo camp. Yours truly, Richard Lemo, comes through with probably an easier victory this year than last year. I got out to my patented taco lead where I have way more tacos put down than you. And I just wait. (laughs) It's still coming out of you. And I just wait for you to bow out, explain to our listeners what the rules were and uh, what we were eating this year. Yeah, you'll find the video on mancavesportstalk.com later tonight. But here's the rule of limo. We each sat 10 tacos in front of us. We were sort of timed. So whoever can eat the most tacos wins, but if we ended in a tie, it would be the quickest to do so. Okay. And if we both ate our 10 tacos and could go on for more, then there was three additional tacos for overtime, if necessary, as the NBA world calls it. And it was not necessary. Gainer, what was the biggest hurdle this year uh, as we added a new twist, a new sure. wrinkle to the competition? Yeah, the big hurdle was where last year it was all Del Taco crunchy beef tacos. Easy to put down. Easy. those You can drink those like water. This year we, we alternated between crunchy beef tacos and their special on Thursday nights. The chicken soft tacos. Ugh. So five chicken soft tacos, five crunchy tacos, with three beef soft tacos. Like if, you mentioned, we had, we had to alternate between soft taco, taco and crunchy taco. The crunchy, obviously the easier of the two. Gainer, I was at least a full taco ahead of you at all times. Um, are you thinking next year, because you've, we've done this two years now, you've lost both years, You've topped out at nine tacos. You said you hadn't eaten a meal since noon. That didn't seem to help at all, Gainer. So is the strategy to maybe eat a little bit faster next next year? 
You know, I, I don't go for speed like you. I I'm I kind of explained in the video, but I'm more focused on really just getting down each one taco at a time, as as all the athletes say. Take um, it one taco at a time. <laughs> I've heard many athletes say that. Um, but I like adding the hot sauce on there because I feel like it, it really cl clears space in my mind and space in my stomach while you just go straight for the taco, no hot sauce. Well, and it was just too easy for me to seal victory again. I, I put nine and a half down rather fast, and I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, there's no way this guy even gets to nine this year. You did. You powered through that ninth crunchy taco, uh, and I just waited for you to start the the last soft taco that was in front of you so that yeah. I so that I could get back on the horse. I didn't have to. Yeah. It, um, next year, I think we're going to cut out those chicken soft tacos because they were nasty. If we cut them out, I'll, I will make a gainer guarantee i'm thinking if i want to do it yeah i'll make a gainer guarantee i put down 12 next year yeah I, I can definitely do 10 next year if if we cut out the chicken soft tacos because i definitely improved my stomach bandwidth okay this year uh, but it didn't show because i finished with the same amount of tacos but we both agree that those chicken soft tacos fill up more than the crunchies. Now, now, Gainer, can you beat Richard Lemo in this competition? You you really haven't pushed me to my limit yet. That's my goal. Okay, ne next year I will be ready. I should be about 15 pounds heavier. <laughs> uh, Gainer's going to eat Del Taco every single day for Ooh. the next 365. Well, I'm going to regurgitate before I do anything else if we keep talking about these tacos. It's the Del Taco eating competition. You'll be able to find it first on our Facebook page, which we'll delve into in just a bit, but you'll also be able to find it on our website, mancavesportstalk.com. Gainer, I'd love to tell the listeners what's going on in cyberspace, but I got to crack a beer. Do you have any room left after the competition? Uh, this is helping my shameful feeling, this beer. That's about all it's doing because mm -hmm. I'm stuffed. Now, we crack a beer to start the show every week here on Man Cave Sports Talk. We've got a different beer uh, in hand here tonight. Gainer, what are we drinking on? You know, I wish I could tell you. I can't. I can't it looks like just an all-black bottle. Very sleek. Any words on the front of that bottle? I guess. I think it says something like uh, Miller Light, or no, Miller Fortune. That's exactly right. Fortune. It's Fortune. It's Miller's newest beer, meant to draw on the millennial uh, generation, the youngest generation, who seeks a beer where they can buy, but they tend to buy a little more of the distilled spirits than maybe the older generation. So a stronger beer has been created by the Miller uh, draft company, what the hell, Miller Brewing Company. Uh, they're famous for Miller High Life, Miller Light, Miller Genuine Draft. Y you've had them before many, many times. This is their newest offering, Miller Fortune at 6.9% alcohol volume. Gainer, fortune comes to those who seek it. Enjoy the bold Miller Fortune. Let's take a sip here and uh, let the listeners know what we think. It's a malt liquor. I could use some good fortune after eating nine Del Taco tacos. You're going to need nothing but luck on the way down the hill from the man cave here tonight because that's going to be a tough car ride. Gainer, it's time to dive right in, though, to what we do best, and that's sports, and it's the social media tip. You hear the music? That can only mean one thing, and that's that it's time for the social media roundup. So our trusty steed that's here in the, trusty steed that's here in the man cave I don't know if he wants you getting on him with your fat ass after eating nine tacos. Yeah, he's rather feisty tonight, I'd say, this trusty steed. Lemo, 
mancavesportstalk.com. That's the source. That's the mothership. But what you got to do from there is check out me on Twitter at mancave underscore talk. I have been all over the NFL free agency these last couple days, man. It's been a crazy 40 hours, it seems. And uh, every minute, a, a new player is going to a new place, new faces, new places. Absolutely. We'll be talking about those new faces and new places here in just a bit. Gainer, Eric Patton often tweets about the Clippers. You retweeted one of his tweets. The hashtag Clippers have a 760 winning percentage when Darren Collison starts, either at point guard or shooting guard. He's getting a lot of time with injuries at the two spot, and, and obviously with Chris Paul going down uh, just a couple of weeks ago, he was in the lineup quite a bit as well. Is he a turn-the-corner type player for this franchise? Yeah, and I've watched him play since he was a freshman at UCLA, and Clippers had a big offseason. They got Duckett Rivers, traded for Dudley, yep. traded for Dookie Boy, what's his JJ name? Reddick. J.J. Redick. Uh, horrible moves. Doc was good, but... <laughs> The most underrated move this offseason was adding Darren Collison because he's a he's a change of pace guy uh, when not only Chris Paul goes out for a breather, but when he does get injured, which happens here from time to time because he's getting up in age. Well, and with Eric Bledsoe departing to Phoenix, some were speculating that even Darren Collison was a downgrade at that position. So the pundits were really harsh on this squad saying maybe they've downgraded in the offseason. Obviously, that gets overshadowed by the fact that you get Doc Rivers big difference between him and who they had coaching before Vinny Del Negro so I would say they upgraded obviously they continued to head onward and upward with the uh, mid-season acquisitions of big baby Glenn Davis uh, who else did they get Gainer uh, Danny Granger That's if right. you like me yeah you, you had <laughs> me stumped for a second they have so many freaking players I don't know what they're gonna do when the playoffs come around and you only play five players at once yeah but it seems like Doc's going to find his rhythm and he already they've won nine in a row that's the longest streak currently in the nba well jay crossover has been injured and they haven't really needed him yeah jamal crawford and, and when he comes back jamal crawford unfortunately is really going to need a lot of those shots that we granger has been shooting he's been shooting well if, you, if you're going to give him credit for anything it's he's looked great from the field i would say though the biggest improvement to this squad was the growth and maturation of Blake Griffin, and you say? And DeAndre Jordan, I'd well, say. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan, we kind of knew that uh, he had not reached his ceiling. We always knew this guy could get better. He needs to focus on defense. He needs to focus on rebounding. Um, Blake Griffin, though, many had said that he had topped out. That is as good as it's going to get. Absolutely not the case. That that 20-foot jumper, it's the best I've ever seen a look. Uh, he seems to be slightly better at the free throw line, though there's still room for improvement. His defense got better with Doc getting into the mix. Um, but I, I think he's more of a leader out there on the court. We're not seeing, though he has been scrappy as of late, we're not seeing him get baited in by some of the other players like we will see them try to do to him in the playoffs. Yeah, Lemo, Georgia Tech just ties it up with .8 seconds left. The March Madness has begun. I know the official round wow. of 68 has not started just yet, Lemo. So we are in the conference tournaments the week before. We were one week away from tip-off. Gainer, of the March Madness tournament. slow down. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. And just a little note for our, our listeners out there. I will be with Big Game Jordan James this Sunday at Katsuya in Glendale. They have a big Selection Sunday party. 
Gander, you will not be with us, but that's for a good reason. Where the hell are you going to be? Lemo, I am off tomorrow night to Camelback Ranch. Who's back? Camelback in Arizona. Got to go check out our Los Angeles Dodgers take on the San Diego Padres, taking a Dodger dog, maybe Ooh. a couple brewskis in that of course. hot Arizona sun. Then I'm probably going to head to the local watering hole and check out. Are you staying in Glendale? Staying in Phoenix. Oh. About 30 minutes out. Yeah, not far at all. You've got, uh, speaking of Miller, uh, the Brewers have their facility out in Phoenix. Caught a game out there a couple of years great, back. Great is stadium. this your first spring training trip? It is not my first spring training trip, but it is my first trip to Camelback to see the Dodgers. So where did you see them before, in Florida? I never saw them in... Dodgertown, Vero Beach? Never saw them in, in spring training. Huh. Interesting. Well, they share the facility with the, with the Chicago White Sox. A team looking to hopefully bite, scratch, and claw its way back to relevancy. Relevance? Relevancy. Relevancy. You say relevancy, I say relevancy. Sorry, I've had not beers, but tacos. Looking to stay alive? They'll go to overtime. And the ACC tournament heads to overtime. Georgia Tech, Clemson. The seniors on these teams are fighting for one more game in their uh, not Long, and not, not necessarily teams you're going to see uh, tearing up the field of 68. We'll get to that in just a bit. Gainer, anything else going on Twitter that you want to talk about? No, let's check out what you've been doing on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash MC Sports Talk. That's where everything goes down. Right now, our banner photo, of course, it's that Browns whiteboard. Gainer, explain to our listeners, my Browns have been very busy. And again, we will talk about free agency in just a bit. But they've been surrounded by controversy as well the last 24 hours. What was the, the picture that went out today and the speculation that followed? Pretty hilarious, actually, Lemo. I know the, the Browns, your Cleveland Browns, have been very busy this free agency sure over have. the last 24, 48 hours. Um, yeah, there was a picture that leaked out from someone in the media, and it shows a whiteboard behind all the big wigs of the Cleveland Browns organization and scouting department, and it has a list of free agents that yeah, either they were the randomly picture. either they were randomly putting them on the board or it just so happens to be their secret free agent list. Well, again, that's going a bit far. I see Bucks, Revis, Finns, Carroll, Bills, Moats, Skins, Grossman. Oof. Uh, who else is on there? Hawkins uh, from uh, Cincy. Who they put a, and a tender on. Yeah, well, it, I think it got matched by the Bengals. So Not that, yet. Not no? yet. Mm-mm. So here's the thing. I mean, Gainer, this seems like you could draw all the speculation you want, but I'm a Browns fan and I watch them pretty close, but even anybody on NFL.com knows we already knew that they were interested in the majority of those, those players. So what are we learning Not by this? Not necessary. I didn't know they were interested in Edelman. They've got... Oh, yeah. They've been, ta- they've been talking to him. He visited the facility today. And if this guy would move his big head, we could see who else is on the... Oh, Tate. Looks like Tate is on we the... We knew board. that they were after Tate. So they were after everybody. This is supposed to be... What a bunch of geniuses. This over there. was uh, supposedly like who they ordered tape on or something. Is, is Ned Coletti their GM as well? Because you just try to buy everybody that you can. Well, it, it seems to have us in the right direction. Again, we will give some ratings, some grades, if you will, in just a bit. Let's keep it on that Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MC Sports Talk Gainer. Did you hear about what happened in Idaho? Hockey fans suing an arena over beer prices. Uh, turns out over the last five years or so, uh, they fans feel duped because they, they were thinking that a $7 beer contained more beer than the $4 beer. Supposed well, to be that obvious? One was supposed to be 20-ounce, the other was supposed to be 16-ounce. 
One was tall and skinny, the other one a bit shorter and fatter. Turns out they both hold the exact same amount of beer. Gainer, that facility is now being sued for $10,000 by one man who says that's the compensation that he deserves for five years of consistently buying beer. Obviously, some other damages in there as well. <laughs> Gainer, what do you think of all this? What, liver damage? Um, I, I think it was kind of crafty by the... Um, there you go, siding with the man again. This minor league team. I mean, did they specify how many ounces each was? Or did they just said, say large beer, $7? I think they do. Or they beer. said large and small. Because <laughs> maybe they were just technically saying a This large one's taller. Yeah. <laughs> this one's shorter. Right. I have no idea. Gainer, one other thing that we put on there, a tweet uh, as our cover photo. Here's a quote as it pertains to Jaron Allen. Uh, he wants his market value. I believe this is from his agent. He wants his market value. He wants his fair salary. And if he does not get it, Jaron Allen is very much at peace. He's willing to simply go about his life and walk away from football. Gainer, Jason Lockenfora from the NFL Network and NFL.com broke that quote. That makes absolutely no sense. That's so just stupid. I'm only going to pay play for $16 million or nothing yeah. a year. Uh, apparently, that's Where, about what the top where's of Where's the gray matter in this? I mean, maybe. Not for him. No maybe, gray area. You don't want $11 million, Only 16 or nothing. Maybe ten million. You don't want ten an extra ten million dollars for playing one year of when football, something you, you love, something yeah. that you've been working your whole life for. And when I hear that quote, all I think about is well, that guy. That guy doesn't care. He doesn't care about the game. Why do I want to pick up a guy that if it it True. should kill you to want to walk away? And I hate to use basketball because it's a different sport. But look at a guy like Steve Nash. He does not want to go anywhere. He wants yeah. to play. He's forty-one. His knees or uh, the rest of his body is is done. And he's going to make sure he does whatever he can to stay in the league. And this guy's just willing to walk away at the top of his game. Very, very suspicious. Very weird. And if you were smart with your money, like most NFL players should be, but they're not, you could play for the, the veteran minimum if you, if you wanted life. to. And go win a championship, pick the best team that you think is going to win it, and have a great life after that because you've already made millions of dollars. But apparently to him, it's boom or bust. Well, and I don't like it. Again, folks, the Twitter page is at mancave underscore talk. The Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MC Sports Talk. Gainer, push the button. What's it going to be? March Madness or NFL Free Agency? Those are our big two topics for the evening. Let's start with some March Madness because right now I'm surrounded by games going on right now. Clemson, Georgia Tech in overtime in that ACC tournament tied at, well, Looks like Georgia Tech just went up three, 60 to 57. Gainer, quite a few tickets have already been punched today. 71 games being played throughout the world of college sports, or 71 teams. No, it can't be. It's got to be an even number of teams. So I believe it's 71 games, the most of any day of the year for college basketball. No tickets punched today. So if you can, update our listeners on who has punched a ticket up to this point. You got it. Now, before we do that, quick question. We, we do it probably about four or five times a year, but... Where does the March Madness opening round rank for you among sporting events? Next Thursday and Friday, there's going to be the field of 64 going at it, just buzzer beaters and upsets happening all over. Where does that excitement rank with things like the Super Bowl, um, you know, baseball playoffs, NBA playoffs? So Super Bowl is number one. It's number one to most people. Uh, we have the big party here in the man cave. 
it is a day that you get always have off of work. You often take the day after off of work. NFL opening day. NFL opening day is fun. It's it's a work day that you don't take off for. It's an evening game, so that's less. You're excited, but remember, I, I made a, a, a comment uh, last last week on the show about how NFL is kind of a full time sport now because we're so invested in what's going on in the off season. So the buildup isn't as much. It's not. Oh my gosh, we haven't had football for so long. Well, with the internet and 15 TVs going on at once. We're pretty much in tune to what's going on in the league. Buildup is not as good. March Madness kind of sneaks up on you. Now, this week we've built up the excitement, but let's face it. The casual sports fan up until this week, they haven't watched basketball all that closely. So March and March Madness kind of come out of nowhere, and it's exciting. Gainer, I will have this Thursday, the very first game, uh, the very first day of the big games off of work. Look around this room. Every single game that could possibly be played will have a TV assigned to it. We're having some people come over. I would say this ranks either two or three for me for the one day. Opening day is a lot of fun, too. We shut down the work and have everybody over at the Man Cave for opening day as well. Yeah, there's a petition out to make opening day baseball a national holiday. It should be. I definitely voted on Where does it rank for you? March Madness opening Thursday is number two behind NFL opening day. Super Bowl isn't on there? Super Bowl is, well, it, I, lo- I love the Super Bowl, but my team's never in it. So Their team hasn't played on opening day in years either. It's always a play, the two playoff teams. I, I mean the opening Sunday of football. you got your fantasy football. Opening got, Sunday is up there. You've got a fresh slate for your, our crappy teams every year. Are you going to be over here in the man cave on Sundays? Yes. I mean, look around. Where, where else would I want to be? No, the man would, cave. We'll have the keg filled. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to stick with my guns. I think it's the second best. Second thing. best. Because you also have a vested interest in every single game, which fantasy football, you have a vested interest in most games, but with bracketology, you absolutely want to know what's going on. Because everyone fills out a bracket. Exactly. And right. Lemo, on Thursday, you'll be here in the man cave. I'll be driving en route from Salt Lake City to Las Vegas. Um, and Vegas? I'll, and I'll be watching teams like Harvard from the Ivy League, Eastern Kentucky. Oh, from Ohio Valley Conference, Coastal Carolina from the Big South, Mercer, who punched a ticket for the Atlantic Sun, Manhattan out of the MAC, M-A-A-C, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Bet you didn't even know that was a conference. Delaware, Wofford, Milwaukee, Mount St. Mary's, North Dakota State, Wichita State, and Gonzaga are the only ones in the tournament right now. Obviously, there's a lot of top teams that are guaranteed locks to make it, but they haven't punched their ticket just yet. Now, Gainer, any of those teams stick out for you? And before you answer that question, did you hear the story about the young man from Wofford? Oh, uh, tell me about they it. They don't have a ton of seniors on the team. So this guy is a senior. He's one of their leaders Are on the team. Are you going to cry right now? Ooh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it was tough because the, the guy did cry uh, the post game. So this guy's kind of battled injuries throughout his uh, last year as a senior. And uh, the team had kind of used him as a rallying cry for the last few games. That's embarrassing. Well, I mean, it was just it's a guy that, you know, he works hard. He's had to spend many, many days in the pool, getting the knees ready, doing the physical therapy. A lot of rehab. And, and so ultimately, uh, he has a, a decent game, but they want to interview the guy because he's kind of the face of the squad. And the guy just starts crying in the middle of the interview. And he goes, you know, nobody knows this. A quarterback. But that Walford won their the whatever conference the they're Southern in. Southern Conference. And they'll be in the tournament. And he said, This is actually gonna be my very 
very last college game. I'm having surgery tomorrow. I told my team, you know, if I uh, this is as far as I go, then it's up to you. And, I mean, you can tell the commentators are choked up. This guy's bawling his eyes out. And it's cool because so he's he re-injured. Uh, either re-injured or, or it was always so bad that he needed surgery and the pain was just too much. Yeah. But fighting through, it's kind of a her- heroic story to a certain degree. I wouldn't call the guy a hero, but it's a good story. And so that's the, I think Wofford may use that. Like I said, use this guy as a rallying okay. cry. I'm going to look out for them in the All first right. round. So Unless I they're like a 16 seed. Which they very well may be. So I ask you the question, however, Gaynor, uh, any of those teams stick out to you? Not a lot of big names. Well, obviously my sleeper, Wichita State, who's currently ranked number two in the country, is going to stick out. But all jokes aside, Isn't Lema. weird that the number two country, the number two team in the country has already punched their ticket, From but no m- other of the top <laughs> 25 teams have technically done so yet? Right. Missouri Valley Conference. So, no, I'm not, I'm not going to honestly pick that. There is a team that I'm going to select from this list that may shock you. Hold on. Let me sit down. Are you sitting down? Yes. Now, every year this team, everybody thinks is the, the dark horse because eight years ago they made a – The Zags? The Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, but I haven't been that guy. I haven't been the guy who selects Gonzaga to go to the lead eight every year. Like like they did that one time ten years well, ago. Well, they were a one rank, a one seed last year. Exactly, and I'm sure a lot of people put them in the elite eight. But they're Olden Polonese or yeah. Olachek or whatever the hell the guy's name was. Yeah, um, Olinick or something. Yeah, something stupid. But this year, I think Gonzaga is going to sneak up on a lot of people because most people are probably sick and tired of taking Gonzaga deep and then being. Are outed. they back to dark horse like a dark horse? They're well, no, well. They're kind of a marquee program now to that's, a certain that's, degree. That's why, yeah. So I think people are, are just not as high on them. So you so can't, yeah. But you can't label them a dark – like if uh, – we, we talked about dark horses a couple weeks ago. I said that North Carolina was, was a dark horse because people weren't necessarily talking about right. them. Obviously, they are now, but that's a marquee program. Can a marquee program – was I wrong to say that? Can a marquee program ever be a dark horse? I think you can these days just with the parity of the, the tournament with VCU – Butler. So you can still sneak up on teams. So I think Gonzaga is going to go farther than than the people who just penciled them in in the last few years. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. So so keep Gonzaga in mind. No, I don't know too much about all the other teams. Uh, do you got anyone you like out there from those tickets punch? A <sighs> lot of no-name teams. Uh, Harvard, I liked them a couple of years ago. They didn't live up to me, uh, live well, up Emma, to my standards. Go ahead. Harvard last year. If you remember, we're a 14 seed. They won a couple games. They won one game. They upset New Mexico, which was a three seed. So that's a yeah. that's a pretty big. And now that guy upset. went on to coach your team. <laughs> Yikes! Coastal yeah. Carolina. Maybe I'll pick them just because I love their football coach. You remember who their football coach is? No. I want dogs. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I want, I want little yes. kitty cats. Yeah. All right. So so you like Coastal Carolina in the big? You gotta South. love Eastern Kentucky. Why? What's their mascot, Gainer? The Red Hens. No, the Hilltoppers. <laughs> but the, the big red blob is their mascot. Take a look. You just tweet it out. It's, it's literally their mascot is a big red blob. Nice. And they're the Hilltoppers, the Eastern Kentucky. They, they've seemed to found their way in there. Or maybe I'm thinking of Western Kentucky, actually. That's it, yeah. Maybe Western Kentucky are the Hilltoppers. Either way. There's so many dang. Mercer, Manhattan, teams. Delaware. I think those are all teams that are uh, one and done. Milwaukee looked decent. I watched their their game to go in. I don't think they were a favorite. 
Uh, it, I want to say it was either North Dakota State or Milwaukee that was a team. Horizon League usually has a pretty tough first round well, challenge. One, and one of them was a, uh, a team at 500. So it's a oh. team that does not have a winning record that's in. I, if you're going to say yeah, a team. Mount St. Mary's is in at 16 and 16. There you go. Um, so they are out. They're not going to do anything. No. They will likely play in that play-in round, first four teams that, that play a game to, to be in the big tournament. 64, yeah. Uh, Gonzaga is the team that's, that will go the furthest out of that group. I think that's just an easy pick. Stockton, the little Stockton. That's what I like. Yeah, Did you see him block somebody in that championship game? Yeah, but it's all coming together. He does look like his father out there. And as, as much as I hated – Put that kid in some short shorts. Yeah, as much as I hated watching Utah growing up as a – middle schooler in the NBA, Stockton and Hornacek, Hornacek, yep. Malone, they were damn good. They were damn good. Gainer, conference tournament week continues to roll on. Tickets are punched, but let's face it, the teams we really want to watch are duking it out now this week. Uh, co with conference tournaments in full swing, any major upsets brewing, and remember, this is when people start to have their bubbles bursted because the team that's not supposed to win the tournament does win the tournament. They take a spot away from somebody else. What do you see? Wow. Um, well, we saw Vanova go down. They were on their way to becoming maybe a one seed they don't out of deserve nowhere. It. But they fell to Seton Hall today on a buzzer beater. Um, looking for the final score here. So um, that means there could be somebody taking a spot from from the guaranteed locks in that tournament, in let's, that conference tournament. Let's keep it somewhat close to home. Give our listeners an update. USC, unfortunately, lost just a heartbreaker. I want to say to Colorado or Colorado State. They lose by three points. The Pac-12 tournament Colorado. is over for them. They're not going to the tournament. Last place in the Pac-12. But Gainer, there's probably a couple of teams that you do like from the Pac-12. Tell the listeners what the Pac-12 tournament looks like. Yeah, well, Arizona just came out and thrashed today Utah, who some people have on the bubble, some people haven't going to the big dance, but Arizona crushed them. I think the final score might have been uh, 70 to Does that knock them out? 41. I think that might actually knock them out. Um, I do want to bring up some of the scores here for the Pac-12, um, but a team that you're not going to like me saying, but UCLA kind of has a team – and last year, I, I didn't have UCLA going very far. I, I had them maybe winning one game. But uh, this year, they're going to sneak up on, a, I think, a lot of teams. Um, Is the Steve Alford experiment working? Oh, yeah. It, or it, does this have nothing to do with him and it's the players that somebody else recruited? No, it has a lot to do with him because the style of basketball with Ben Howland last year was slow, you know, scoring in the 50s, the 40s. Trying to trying to win with just defense, but Alfred has really brought out the best on a lot of these young guys on offense. Kyle Anderson, first UCLA or first player in Pac-12 history to have 200 points, 200 uh, 200 rebounds, 200 assists. So he's kind of got the offense moving. Uh, a lot first of player in Pac-12 history. Yes, to have 200 rebounds, 200 assists. What does that tell you? Is it because we're seeing more of these players that can play multiple positions, these hybrid LeBron James-like players? Is that what this guy is? The guy that goes out there and passes the ball around? Kind of a Magic Johnson, though. He's still tall, can still rebound? Yeah, although he's, they call him slow-mo because it looks like he's moving in slow motion out there, but it's pretty, it's pretty unbelievable. When How's he getting all these assists? 
He's 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 a point guard at like six six. Or oh, so he is like a Magic Johnson yeah. type. Yeah. Okay. So um, and he you know he he can shoot from mid range pretty well. He can get to the basket. There was a big highlight that you saw where he's just driving coast to coast. Did look very out. slow, yeah. Um, but but he's he's effective and he's he's a good passer. So got the final score: Arizona seventy-one, Utah thirty-nine. Yeah, Utah simply does not show up. Uh, I think that probably does it for for them in their tournament hopes. Gator Pac-12 speculation has it that anywhere from three to eight teams could realistically uh, end up in the tournament. Assuming that one of those is Utah, it goes down to seven. How many teams do you think get in? Yeah, I was on the the pro side of Utah before tonight, uh, but scoring 13 points in the first half, losing by 32 to Arizona. Human factor hasn't beat. This is a committee of humans. They're going to look at that and say, yeah. you're on the bubble. This get, They're looking for an excuse to not have you in the yeah, tournament. 21 and 11, uh, not too many big wins on the resume. Um, uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go five teams. Five teams from the Pac-12. I'm going to go... Care to say who they'll be? UCLA. USC. (laughs) No. Arizona, UCLA, Arizona State, Oregon, and Colorado. Get in. That does it for the Pac-12 ACC tournament. Clemson is going to end up taking this one. There's 2.6 seconds left, and they've got a four-point lead. Gainer, with the ACC tournament, uh, there's a couple of teams that look like they could really shake things up. A team that reminds me a little bit about like Villanova is Virginia. They will be your ACC regular season champions. Um, Which is a shock when you've got... And they're a bit of a shocker, kind of like Villanova. What do you see with that squad? Do you know anything about them? I haven't seen too much of them, but when you think about the start that Syracuse had, they had the best start in their history. Syracuse, of course, now in the ACC. Very strange to hear that. It's weird, but uh, when you think about Syracuse in the start, when you think about Duke, North Carolina... And then Virginia comes out and becomes the regular season ACC champ. Yep. That's kind of shocking. They're going to be. So they'll likely be a one seed, especially with Nova following. following uh, that's that's pretty shocking to me. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I'm going to as this ACC conference championship gets down to the final four, final two. I think I'm going to see a lot more of them. I'll be able to give a better, accurate judgment of that team. Before we move on to a little NFL free agency talk. What conference seems most equipped to put the most high seeds out there? Wow, Limo. Put Big Ten looks pretty good with Wisconsin and Michigan. Eh. Michigan State will be in the mix as well. Like them. Uh, who, who, who do we have? Who else I am like I missing here? The Big 12. Here? The I Big think. 12 has Thanks. Kansas. They've got, hopefully, Oklahoma State. We'd love to see them. Um, who else Iowa am I missing? State Iowa. Iowa's another great team, if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. They're Iowa struggling State's down here. the stretch, but they're going to make the tournament. Um, you know, there's teams like Baylor in there. It's it, that is a deep. I think that's the deepest conference is that Big Twelve. And SEC really kind of stumbling into the finish line. Uh, you've got the likes of Kentucky there, Florida. However, the hottest team in the country, they will be the overall number one and deservingly so. Other than those two teams, unless I'm missing somebody here, uh, Tennessee supposed to be decent. I don't know if they'll get in their unranked, so it's always yeah. difficult to tell with those unranked squads. All these BPIs and RPIs and, and who knows what going on. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I want to see a little more conference tournament action, to, and we'll, we'll talk about that on Selection Sunday. Are you going to be calling into the show while we're at Katsuya in Glendale? Oh, yeah, I'll be calling in. Now, are you going to harbor ill will towards big game Jordan James? 
MCB's out of town as well, or else he'll be co- he would have been co-hosting with me. Thankfully. Do you hate Big Game Jordan James? Oh, I love Big Game Jordan James. Okay. Him and I will be on the air later tonight for a little overtime edition of Man Cave Sports Talk just to kind of set the stage for what people can expect on Sunday. But Gainer, it's time to talk a little NFL free agency. We got any primetime music queued up? Yes. Hold on. Hold the phone. Let me hit that. There it is. Woo! Yeah! All right. Okay. Yeah. Chris Berman. Yeah. They haven't woke him up, woken him up from his uh, winter slumber quite yet. But we're ready to talk a little NFL football game. There's something strange is going on lately. We're talking more NFL than any other sport, and we are two months removed, basically, or a month and, and a half removed from the Super Bowl. Gainer, the NFL and professional football is as popular as ever, and the first 48 hours of NFL free agency has not left anything to the imagination. Tell our listeners a little bit about what's been going on in the last two days. This has been the most insane free agency period that has ever happened in the history of the NFL. certainly feels that way. I mean, I, I can't even keep up. I, I don't even remember who the big free agents were because they all fell in the first 15 minutes, it seemed like. then Specifically the defensive players defensive and players, sprinkle a couple secondary. of offensive players. But then people started getting cut that you didn't think were going to get cut, like DeMarcus Ware... Darrell Revis, Steve Smith, and now we've got all these guys that weren't free agents are now free agents. Yeah, we're adding to the pool of people. And they're big-name guys. They're huge-name guys. Let's start with one, DeMarcus Ware. You mentioned it. Cut from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they were in contract negotiations leading up to that cutting, but nobody thought that Jerry Jones had the professionalism or the the balls to cut DeMarcus Ware. He does it, Gainer. You're obviously surprised. Tell our listeners, though, why it's a smart move, and I think it is. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he was cut for the money he was making and for the age. And He's slowed down quite a bit the last couple of years. Yeah, he, he hasn't been the same. I mean, he's still a great defender, but to be making $16 million against the cap for the Dallas Cowboys, that's too much, and that's the first smart GM-like move that Jerry Jones has made in a really long time because he's he's really good to his players. He pays them pays them well, uh, but it just it hasn't been resulting in in playoffs, let alone success for the Cowboys. Well, in Gainer, that leads us to a nice transition. Where is on the market for Where? less than a day, and ends up signing with the Denver Broncos. But the Denver Broncos weren't done there. Gainer, do you have the Denver Broncos free agent list p- uh, pulled up here to tell our listeners about who they got? Yeah, let me pull this out. It's about 10 pages yeah. deep, it seems like. But Aqib Talib and T.J. Ward have bolstered a Broncos secondary that was, you know, it was pretty much beat up by the, the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Obviously, both sides of the ball, three phases of football were dominated by the Seahawks on Super Bowl Sunday. But... Adding guys like T.J. Ward, who is a Pro Bowler last year, who adds toughness to a defense. A young up-and-comer. He hasn't seen his best season yet in all likelihood. And then Aqib Tlaib, who's regarded as a top-five cornerback in the league. Uh, pretty huge moves for the Denver Broncos. Gainer, we'll talk about some grades here in just a bit, but that seems to be one of the better 
uh, acquisition periods for a team. The Denver well, Broncos absolutely killing it. Let's not jump to too many conclusions after one day of free agency because we've seen some dream teams before that haven't actually panned out. Uh, I feel like there's more teams even in the past that in other sports that, that just try to pile up uh, free agents and try to buy a championship. It just doesn't work. Like the, the Yankees used to do it all the time. And they, I think, got one championship out of out of nine years of the highest payroll in the league. Well, I mean, speaking of dream teams, look at the Cleveland Browns. We might as well hand them the Lombardi Trophy right now. Here's the keys to the, the Lombardi Trophy. Perfect. I mean, this defense went from above average to good to great, maybe, overnight. Gainer, some unbelievable spots being filled. Dante Whitner is signed. Uh, Carlos, God, why am I blanking? Dansby. Dansby uh, from, from Arizona fills the spot that was needed to be filled when Dequell Jackson was cut by the Browns. They make a couple of other small moves. You mentioned that they put uh, they put an offer sheet in on uh, Hawkins, for the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Right. It's not right for me to, to talk about what the Browns did because I'm a bit jaded in my perspective. How do you feel the Browns did? I think they did great, and they're they're not just making big-name moves. They're making smart moves that actually fit uh, the defense, fit what they like to do. They got tougher when they hired Mike Pettin to be their head coach. You and, love this guy. And he's going to use guys like Dansby and Whitner, who are emotional, physical defenders, to improve a, a really good Browns defense from last year. Buster Screen lives to see another day. He's the other cornerback on this team. This secondary absolutely stacked. But Gainer, uh, Darrell Revis ends up signing with the Patriots, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But are the Browns still needing something on defense, or is it time to focus on the offense maybe? Uh, they don't need to focus on the offense, Lemo, because they're going to sign Ben Tate, who's a coveted running back free agent, and then they're going to trade up. They're two first-round draft picks Whoa. to get the first overall pick and select whoever they think the best quarterback <laughs> of the draft is. I hope it's uh, if it's the number one pick overall, it damn well be Johnny Manziel to steal him away from the Texans. But, Gainer, I don't think they're going to have to do that. We'll break down the draft here in the coming weeks. I've They're in spot four, and I've identified four players to where as long as they pick one of them, and one of them will be around they will be just fine again. Not time to jump to conclusions. We talked about. I'm jumping to the conclusion. Yes, I well, easy for you to do. Who do, the, who do the Bills pick up in the free agent period before Ooh. before we get to your division rivals? I'd rather not talk about it. Um, <laughs> let me try to. Aaron Williams, a signing. It was already on the squad. What was the contract that he got? Well, I think the, I think the yeah, Aaron Williams because I think they already knew that Jarius Bird was out the door, so they sign. Uh, cornerback turned safety because of his couldn't even find him, couldn't even find him on the depth chart the they other day that's how low he was on there decided to give aaron williams 26 million dollars um then go out and sign chris williams who we've room for any more williams uh, oh yes yeah, so we lead the league in williams <laughs> for sure um chris williams signed from the rams who was rated their worst player <laughs> last year uh the the rams line was good last year but i think he was the weakest link he couldn't even – he was drafted in the first round as a tackle by the Bears a few years ago, but couldn't make it. Uh, so they oh, he was, he so was, he was moved to guard and then Perfect. cut. Um, so uh, signed him. Uh, I don't even remember. Oh, Sounds like a real winning squad. You sound, you sound <laughs> so <laughs> – <laughs> 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 let me give you a, a replay of what you sound like. 
And then, and then, oh god, <laughs> Corey Graham was signed as as their. Let's nickel stop player. talking about the <laughs> the Bills because come you on, sound, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you sound miserable. Uh, division rivals. I talked about the Patriots. They land Darrell Revis, but Gainer with Julian Edelman potentially on the move, visiting teams throughout the week. This team doesn't feel like they're getting any better than they were last year. This team's really kind of getting older or not quite all there. I'm kind of sour on on the Patriots right now. What's going on with this team? What direction are they headed in? Well, they looked at the tape on the AFC Championship game last year and realized they could not cover the Denver Broncos wide receivers. So they went out and did something that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots never do, and that's pay $12 million for one year for one player. So they, they signed Darrell Revis away from the Jets, who was rumored to go back to to essentially cover Demarius Thomas next year. It's, it's pretty much why he, they, they went out and spent money on one position where they normally wouldn't do that. The, the two big offensive players that went, one went to another division rival of the Bills and the Patriots, the Jets, they pick up Eric Decker. Uh, I don't know who the hell is going to throw the ball to him. Uh, the, high, the, the, the number one receiver on the Jets last year, I think, got uh, 49 catches or 53 catches somewhere in that realm. He wants 70-plus catches in, in a year. I don't think that's going to happen there. Uh, he's also not going to have Peyton Manning or the Demarius Thomas effect, so he's not going to get any help there. I think that's a bad signing and a bad career move for him. Well, I haven't looked at the numbers, but when Tim Tebow was quarterback with Eric Stop Decker, it. I, no, I'm saying he had about 50 catches maybe okay. that, that year. Oh, you're, you're going back to the uh, Broncos. Dude. Yeah, the okay. Broncos. Um, he actually did something with him. And then Peyton Manning comes, and all of a sudden he's a 90-catch receiver. Well, let's go back to somebody like Geno Smith or, you know, whoever else they sign. If it's Michael Vick, um, he's not a 90 pass catching receiver. No, no, I don't. I don't foresee and he's that. Well happening. overpaid, and that's. I hear it's because his wife wants to be a reality TV. Well, they already have Ooh. a reality show. Ooh. Oh God! Can you imagine? Sh- <laughs> what would shocking! You? An what? NFL wife has a. No, reality. no. Eric Decker and his wife have a reality oh, show. Oh God. Yeah. No, it sounds terrible. It's awful. VH1, I'm guessing. It's got to be. Probably. I saw it for, uh, there, was a, there was a little preview, so I watched about two minutes yeah. that I saw and then changed it. It was The other, the other big uh, offensive weapon in the receiving core that moves is uh, Golden Tate. He ends up on Detroit. He's going to be lined up opposite of Megatron. He's going to have Matt Stafford throwing to him. He goes to a team that is now pass first. He, he leaves the Seattle Seahawks, who clearly the better team, but they're a run first team. Uh, Gainer, he won a Super Bowl. I, I like the move of kind of moving on. You've already accomplished a big life goal. Now, go get some money. Go get some receptions and accolades. I like the move. All right. Yeah, no, it, it's true. Um, who Who's the biggest shock for you this this free agency? Is there a big uh, big wow moment? I mean, the where, probably where getting cut was a bit, a bit of a wow moment. Uh, Brown's jumping out to a quick start as a fan. That was a bit of a wow moment. Um, Darren Sproles getting cut or traded and ultimately disrespected. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. How do you think he'll work out in Chip Kelly's system? Oh, that's going to be a perfect. That's one of the fits that I really like. I mean, they, I think, traded a fifth-round pick, if my numbers are correct. Uh, Eagles sending that towards New Orleans for Darren Sproles, who is not only a good fantasy guy, but a solid guy to have in your backfield because – Eagles are all about speed, baby, and Darren Sproles has it. And I think if you if you line up the speed with Deshaun Jackson on the outside, 
Shady McCoy, who's top five running back in the league, and then throw Sproles in the mix. Hard to stop. Gainer. Biggest surprise was probably the Jags, now that I think about it. They made some huge signings yeah, give them today. Some love. They've done very, very well for a team that got nothing but disrespect all season. That reminds me, what team needs to pick things up and finally get going? Wow, good question right there, Lemo. Um, I think the 49ers maybe need to... to 49ers, you know, the Ravens. Trying to get over the hump because they, they've got a hump to climb over those Seattle Seahawks because they're going to be good. Oh, no, 49ers are fine. They have Jonathan Martin now. They're going to be just fine. <laughs> Gainer, we are on the air next Sunday, 2 o'clock p.m. over at Katsuya in Glendale. You'll be joining us over the phone. I will be live in person. They've got some excellent drink and food specials and a fun party. The action kicks off at 2 o'clock in Glendale, Katsuya, so make sure you're there. We are on iTunes. We are back on iTunes. Woo. So make sure you search Man Cave Sports Talk. Man Cave's one word. That's how we spell it here. So make sure that you download the podcast and listen to us at your leisure. Gainer, it all goes down on our website, www.mancavesportstalk.com. Again, make sure you RSVP on Katsuya's website. Just Google Katsuya, K-A-T-S-U-Y-A, and you can get your RSVP locked in for our big party. For my co-host, Sean Gaynor, I'm Richard Lemo, and thank you for listening to Man Cave Sports Talk. Tim Tebow's a free agent. Man Cave Sports Talk. He's going to stay a free agent. <laughs>